When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 
It's the fire in. It's the fire in. Clock. It's the fire in. It's the fire in. Clock. A camel no. It's episode 62, season 7 of the Fighting Cock podcast and I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to do this at all. I'm joined by Bardi. Hello, Flo. And we've got Ted. I'm, I'm basically like the Musa Sissoko of the pod. I'm like the utility man. Just, just yeah, drops just, in when just... no, no one else available. <laughs> I'm sacked, I'm small and white. <laughs> and I keep coming on after we lose to Manchester teams as well. Right, well... Um... Well, let's just. How do you feel? Your general demeanour. It's two days after the result. I was um, I was heartbroken on Saturday. I was pissed off all day Sunday. But then, as we were just talking about, I my faith in football got redeemed when Napoli beat Juventus. That gods do care about football, <laughs> and there is there can be some joy out there. So Napoli scored a last minute pen, uh, header, Koulibaly header against Juve. To put them one point behind yep. uh, Juve, and apparently got on a, uh, the, they got on a bus. Back to Napoli. I think they flew back. Naples. Yeah, and they flew back to Napoli. And right. then um, the Napoli fans were waiting for them at three o'clock in the morning. And, you know, Napoli are a team, a lot like Spurs, they pretty much haven't won a lot in their time. And um, everyone expected them just to, to lose to Juventus. And I expected them to lose to Juventus. Juve to grind out a nil-nil or one-nil. Yeah. But because they won, and they won in such Juventus-style fashion, it made me believe that everything is all right in football. And people, and we can. <laughs> and, and, we, and we're going to be OK. We're going to survive. And this week, Roma are also going to step up, you know. And Against every, Liverpool. Everything will be all right. <laughs> Ted, where are you at emotionally? I'm, I'm actually, I was quite similar to Bardi. I was... Really deflated on Saturday, kind of really deflated. Sunday, kind of couldn't really step out of it. It was a nice day, didn't want to go out, didn't want to do anything. And then I actually I watched the game as well, the the, the Napoli game. I texted my dad saying it's, it's cheered me up like slightly. Um, but yeah, like, I'm massively disappointed. Yeah, I am. I am too. Uh, you can't hide the fact that this game was massively important, probably our biggest game of the season. Um, there's obviously our eighth defeat in a row in, a, in, in the FA Cup. Do you think that says anything about Spurs' mentality, uh, the, the club, the how, how we approach these massive games? No, I, I don't think so. I mean, um, Tim on Tim Grigg from um, the Away Days video, he did a poll on Twitter about um, the most painful semi-final defeat. I saw that before the game. Yeah, always <laughs> <laughs> a good thing to do. And um, yesterday was painful, but in the grand scheme of painful semi-finals, it's not up there. It's not up there with 95 or 93. We lost to a Man United team with Mourinho, and it, it happens. It, it happens, you know? Mm. It, for me, it wasn't as bad as when Daniel Amakachi took us apart in 95. I remember it vividly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I agree. I'm... What was the question? <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's about the mentality. Oh, menta- no, I don't buy into that mentality thing because... Like, you know, people said you can beat Chelsea. Like, I don't think these players carry the weight of the other stuff that goes with it. Again, as you said, United, Mourinho, only one, only one team can win an FA Cup semi-final and we won the losing end again. I remember being I remember being far more upset. I think it was Newcastle. I think Newcastle we lost to yeah, yeah. a few, few years back. One? No, two yeah, years. like, it's a very good team we lost to. Yeah. I think Ted just made an excellent point that these players aren't carrying the ghosts and the burden of these previous semi-finals. We saw when we beat Chelsea recently that for them it was just another game. It wasn't the they were happy for us as fans, but for them it wasn't 
it wasn't the curse. I don't think these. I don't think football players carry this kind of curse anymore. I don't think they actually believe in it. I, I, but the, I think you know. I think Pochettino and Deli Ali alluded to the fact that, and the Harry Kane. Uh, allude to the fact that these, this keeps happening. Well, it keeps happening to Man United and Juventus. It's not like, you know, we're not bottling league titles. We we never we haven't bottled a league title. We, no, we didn't. I think we bottled this game. No, I don't think so. I, I, I think our, uh, it was really painful because we needed it bad, and, and and a lot of it was about how much pressure outwardly was coming into the yeah. club. So yeah, you had yeah, fans yeah, yeah, talking yeah. about us not winning anything, and you know. It's become a. We've talked about it on the pod about are we bottle is, you know, is, is Pochettino, does he, can he instill a winning mentality in the side? Um, go on. Well, I think more than the winning mentality, it's we have to balance like, cutting our nose off to spite our faces, is the saying that last season we, we sacrificed Carl Walker, the best right back in the country we've seen this season, again, for three or four years now he's been yeah. the best so he sacrificed Carl Walker in the name of principles to play against Chelsea this season we sacrificed Alderiro for whatever reason not to play him yeah. for the sake of principles and there has to come a time when you have to decide fuck it just play him yeah. just play Walker just play Alderiro so for me a lot of responsibility, responsibility of this lands on Pochettino and um, I'm not saying he needs to go or he's he should leave because he he will never win us anything. But sometimes you you've got to decide what what's more important to you: making a point or winning the match. And I think playing a back three against that team would have helped us. And even when he switched Yambatong into left back, I thought that kind of killed the game for us as well. Um, just going back to uh, this thing about you know eight consecutive losses in the semi final. I think if you add that narrative to it it seems more severe but if you look at the game in itself it's a 90 minutes against a second place team in the Premier League with world class players and a manager who's done it all and he understands this situation more than perhaps any other barring Pep Guardiola maybe certainly in the Premier League and on 90 minutes you you, you look at it and think well the performance wasn't that bad the effort was there the desire was there the players clearly wanted it we controlled vast majority of the possession. We controlled the pace of the game. I understand that Man United allowed us to do that by sitting yeah. deep. I think you can't take anything away from Man United's defensive display. I thought they were incredible. Yeah. And it, on another game, if Kane would have got on the end of that cross just after we scored and, and uh, Dyer's shot was an, yeah, an inch to the right, you know, and those games would have gone in, you'd have been talking about what a great performance it was. But the fact is in itself you look at the game as you have to on all games yeah. because nothing that happens before is really reflective of what happens in a game okay for, form going to a game you might take something from that but generally you know these were two teams not in great form going in there I think Mourinho did excellently in, in nullifying our, our attack but we had chances to, to punish them and, and we didn't the, the, the thing about it is that look, we went 1-0 up and 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 well deserved that lead and could have added it again and then like I, th- I thought we Moose Dembele loses the ball in a critical area and, and we give away a goal I mean <laughs> these kind of things sort of make finals I don't think there was that much in it with either side I don't no. think either side really sort of even deserved to win over, over 90 minutes but I thought we made a critical error and let them back in and that happens I mean and Mourinho as well just sorry about no, it no, just, another thing I'd like to know about 
Mourinho is that I remember when we beat Chelsea five three and then the the final of the Carling Cup he probably yeah. nullified us I'll be yeah. interested to know how many times he's lost to the same manager more than once in yeah. a season in England because he does not let like, him fool him he once but he doesn't mistakes. let it happen again yeah yeah, yeah and uh, it was fine margins and he packed the middle like he like Juventus did and we were relying on our fullbacks to give us width and sun when he was on the pitch and I, I, I just think again Davies and Trippier, for as well as they've come on and how good they've become under Pochettino, they're just not that elite level, and they're not the type, the two types of players who will open up a team like Manchester United. A, um, a fit and firing Rose would have been a much better option, and a Carl Walker, or he is not Carl Walker, but a Carl Walker type of player. So we've lost Carl Walker, we've lost Danny Rose, and we've replaced them with two very good players but not the elite kind of level that's going to open up a Mourinho team and I thought Son didn't have the greatest game but I liked what he was doing and I thought he gave us an alternative and in the end Pochettino's decisions were just puzzling and it played into Mourinho's hand and as we saw I've never seen 20 minutes of a semi-final just peter out so flat um, but I, w- I would say Mar- Mourinho is excellent at, yeah, at, at doing sure. that um, it, does it show somewhat that that while we have a very talented squad, while we have an incredible manager, in my opinion, mm-hmm. you know, the future does still remain and look positive. You know, we are progressing still, yeah. I think, but there is a lack of world-class quality in the squad. Pochettino developed this, this squad, yeah. I think, to its limit. Yes. I think we may have hit a glass ceiling, yeah, yeah, yeah. as all teams will. Yeah. And I think what ultimately is going to give us that next push-up is investment. Do you see... You know, and there's rumours about us spending 120 yeah, million yeah. in the summer. Do you see that as the next necessary step to get in that level? I of- think there was a like Matter and Martial stayed on the bench on Saturday. I mean, that's like you're looking at depth, and like mm-hmm. United have got the depth compared to us is completely completely different. Mm. Our bench was strong. Our, our bench is our bench is strong, but I'm just saying comparatively against a, a United team, that's how strong their bench is. Yeah. Bringing on Rashford. Um, I think we've like I think we've got a really good sort of first eleven, first maybe fifteen group of players, and uh, yeah, I think the investment needs to be there. One hundred twenty million doesn't get you a lot these days, no. to be honest. I mean, that's you know, you want you're talking about if you want Wilfred Zaha, you've got to pay about sixty million. Well, the five the five players they're talking about is Wilfred Zaha. You're gonna to have to help me here. Do you know what I'm talking Was about? Was it the, the independent? Yeah, Was it Johnny Wilfred Evans. Zaha, Johnny Evans, the late. Yeah. Rodriguez and... Sessegnon? it was. Was it Sessegnon? Yeah. Which Rodriguez? Jay. Jay. Oh, Jesus. Not, so, not, not Hannes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, obviously, there's a problem with backing up Kane. Kane's going to start. Just on that, would, would those five players do it for you? Um, Zaha's exciting. Zaha would, and Zaha Sessegnon would. And I think well. you can play Zaha or Sonna up front as well if Kane's up there. As you said, by the yeah. about sort of not trying to replace him with a nine, keeping a fluid system. I think Sessegnon's wicked. Uh, Delete, what I've seen of him is great, but he's yeah. only 18. Yeah. Johnny Evans, that'll get a lot of stick from people, but if we do need an experienced centre half, if Toby goes, he's only three. Do you think he, he, Johnny Evans is better than people say? Because he's, yeah. he's kind of more of an Irish, he's been down at. Um, uh, he's um, he's um, British, so it helps in the Champions League, um, um, what do you call it, the squad registration. Yeah. That helps. Um, he can, I think he can play in a three he can play in a two I'm not saying we should sign him because I'm sure there's better players out there but he'll be available at a cut price and he's better than Foyth 
and I don't care what people say is better yeah, than Floyd. Yeah, like, I'm not saying we should sign him either. I'm saying if you look at it, exp- like you're talking about winners, the guys won, yeah. won it all at Man United. And you're, you're replacing a player in Foyth who's maybe a five, and then you're replacing him with a seven. So yeah. immediately your 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 team goes up a bit. But what I do think we are, are some of our players have tapped out. And this is the best they will ever get, and there's no more, no more juice to no squeeze, more them. squeeze out of them. As to answer the question, I think, I, I think three of those players could probably slot into the squad and and improve it. Yeah. Actually, having said that, I mean Evans, if if uh, all the goes, isn't a better improvement. But no. if, I'd be really happy with Zaha and Sessegnon this summer. I just want to make one more point that when um, Pochettino came in and he had to rebuild the squad. He had fuck all to work with. He had no foundations in place. Yeah. So now if he's given the money to rebuild the squad, we're we're in more we're in a better place than we were. Much better. Yeah. Because and we're in the and Champions League. As well. Just just on that. Lee, well. Well, I think. <laughs> fingers crossed. Uh, Lee, Lee Bennett, two thousand two two eight says, um, should we be happy with top four and being close to winning trophies, considering where we were before Poch, or should we be pissed off that once again in the season-defining game we've come up short? I mean, I don't think it's a season-defining game. We've we had we've had Wembley to deal with this season. Yeah, which everyone wrote us off at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we're going to finish fourth. We've probably finished fourth. We could finish third. Semi-final of um, the FA Cup. We got through to the next round of the Champions League out of a tough group. So there's there's a lot of positives to be had. Unfortunately, this is a negative to end the year on. But we shouldn't be too pissed off. I'm pissed off that we lost the game, of course. But yeah. When I sit back in the summer and, and unless Arsenal win the Europa League and Liverpool win the Champions League, I'm going to be relatively happy. Mm. I mean, this is this question has a problem for me with a lot of Spurs fans. It's either like feast or famine. Like, like there's no perspective. It, it should be in the middle. Like, I'm happy that again, top four playing at Wembley. I think that's a really good achievement. And yeah, we, we challenged a bit more. But yeah, I am pissed off we lost. But like, there's got to be some leeway. Yeah, you can be, to be. You can be pissed off at a result or actually yeah. without without. Assuming that the, the walls yeah. are falling down around her ears. Personally, for me this season, and I've always banged on even on here about us wanting to win stuff. But I thought being at Wembley, if we can get get into the top four into that new stadium, for me was the first priority. Yeah. And then like, look, if we can yeah. win the FA Cup, fucking great. But the first priority to go in that new stadium with Champions was, League was Champions League. And what, it looked, we're, at the start of the season, if you would have said, uh, was it? A f- did we go out in the quarterfinals? No. Right. Um, so last, last sixteen. Last. So if you said last sixteen, semi final. And the top four place yeah. when we were playing at Wembley, I think all of us would have taken. Would it. Have taken and I know that sure. isn't a that's a bit of a, a nonsense also, question to to ask. Yeah, but also, when you show what what group we're in for the Champions League, and then who we got in the last sixteen, yeah. I mean Liverpool all credit to as all credit to beating Man City, but like that apart from them, that's a pretty fucking straightforward route to the final. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, hoping that Roma cause some problems. Do you think they've got it? Have they got it in them, buddy? To they've been excellent at home. So if they can get to the second leg with something to hold on to or something to attack, yeah. I mean, you know, they they scored. Um, they lost their first leg against um, Barcelona four one, and then they smashed them three 0 at home. So they're no mugs. You know, it's not their buy that. And I hope this overconfidence eats into Liverpool because mm. they're no, they're not mugs. You know, um, Sanchez. As, I mean, even on this podcast, is coming for some criticism. During the game, I thought he was good, Fine. really, really good. Yeah. Uh, not just that, the ball down the right for Ericsson's assist was quality. Yeah. And I don't know, it, it looked it, in the first instance that he just smashed it. Yeah, but it fell over, yeah. But I don't think he did. I think he did play it down the, down the wing with purpose. It was beautifully weighted. Uh, and given the fact that he's coming to stick about his 
ability to play football mm-hmm. rather than being like understanding the game and being a powerful centre back. You know, Mourinho previously has targeted him yep. as a, you know, on the ball and someone who can be exploited. And when he got that ball and just put it sort sort of space, Ericsson had and put it down there, and we went well up. You know, I was I was just very impressed with, with the way he played, and it shows that so something about Pochettino's faith in him that again he drops Toby and and uh, you know and Sanchez comes in and plays well. His performances this year have been a major plus for us, given his age. Yep. Definitely, I think there has been worthwhile criticism of it but it's unfair to expect so much from a defender of that age I think, I think if, in three or four years if we've still got hold of him we're going to have an absolutely incredible if, if, you're, if you've got a 21 year old at centre half playing in the Premier League in the big games he played in you accept that that player is going to make a couple mistakes yeah. like they just they just are like mm. it's you know when you they the mistakes count at that end of the pitch and if you're 21 you're going to make mistakes so I think he's been great um, Vorm started uh, over Loris, Loris has been in poor form, in my opinion. Anyway, so I didn't have a. I was, I was, I was surprised when he when then Loris didn't start. But Vorm didn't have to do a great deal. Well, the, the shot the did go through him. Yeah, well, did, did you did you blame him for Herrera's goal? Um, yeah, it, I think it was hit hard. It, I was right behind it because I was quite high up, but I was right behind the line of the shot. And I haven't watched any. I'm not watching this game back. It's like the Newcastle five one. I can't remember a thing because I've never watched it back. Yeah. But yeah, I think the shot went through someone. I think he saw it late, and maybe he should have done a bit better for it. Mm. But um, I don't hold him responsible for us going out of the cup. Uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody who came down to uh, the live show um, and obviously watched the game with us. Despite losing, we had a great time. I think a lot of people were able to drink through it. And uh, you know the fact that you're there's one thing being in a stadium where everyone fucks off, and, and another thing yeah. being in, in a pub where everyone uh, there were plenty of people left after. Don't get me wrong, but there yeah. was there was a lot of discussion and, and uh, a lot of few beers and and you didn't have to walk alongside the Man United fans on the way out. No. Who yeah. for some reason were really angry towards Spurs. I mean, I yeah, don't, yeah, I, I, weird, I never it? I've never thought I've never considered Man United to be a team that holds grudges against Spurs, but like United fans spitting on Tottenham flags and. Being really arsy. I mean, what the fuck did we do to them? You know, when, what did it's not, a, it's not a rivalry. It was, it, I saw that walking on it. It was weird. It was uh, Man, Man United away support is kind of made up of perhaps some of the more hardcore I, a, a, a elements of you their say, support. Wait, I mean, I was on a tube full of United fans. There wasn't one mank accent on it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, really? It was, yeah, it was, you know, it's... I know there was a lot of, uh, before the game, a lot of... Um, Spurs fans being very chipper about where Man United fans live and, yeah, you know, you only live around the corner and Manchester is blue and that kind of thing. Hmm. So maybe they took exception to that. Um, I don't know. I haven't got no much problem with hostility, really. No, so if they no neither, neither do I. I mean, spitting is pretty but, grim. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 if we won 2-1, I wouldn't have spat on a United fan no. a flag in front of me. I don't know how you can spit on an arsehole, but spitting is like fucking rank, yeah. in my opinion. Not, yeah, it's not nice. It's not the... I'll stay um, yeah, definitely weren't going to say that. In the old days of the fighting, club, I definitely would have said what I was going to say, but not now. Too many people listen. <laughs> um, Pochi's com- post-match comments suggested that maybe that he may be moving on. How do you feel about this? Uh, so, for those that don't know, um, he said a very quick comment about you know that there needs to be I think something along those there needs to be progression maybe with me no more time needs to be spent on this squad maybe with me or someone else it's the first time yeah. he's ever mentioned the fact that there is life beyond Tottenham even though obviously there is mm. 
Um, it was alarming for me. I don't know how did you take it. I I, th- I felt that it was like I felt it was more emotion than anything else. It had been after a, a bad defeat, and I think a lot of people questioned. I think he was getting. He felt a lot of hostility in terms of the questioning about you know choking, not not winning anything, that kind of thing. I think it was just more a comment born out of frustration. Oh, well, me or, or someone else. You don't think I should be here? As if to, to, to the press. I mean, I would it have been an, a, a kind of shot at not Levy, like an indirect to say like maybe. I need investment. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. M- maybe you know, like I as soon as you know he's getting a lot of crit- criticism, but as soon as he said that, you know, we're t- maybe saying taking me for granted a little bit. I didn't feel too worried about it. But just my personal opinion, but. You know how badly he takes his stuff. I know he did. He did mention on Spurs TV that um, that he's, uh, you know, that, that he was impressed with the players and the, and the desire, and they worked hard enough. And the performance was good, but it did strike me as him saying, "I can't do much more." As you, as you said, Barley, about squeezing out the most. Yeah. He's... I think he. I think he, this is this is. It does feel like an end of a cycle for this squad. I don't think there's much more to come from this squad. We can keep pushing it and yeah. keep flogging it, but. We, our season will keep coming down to like really good results, but we'll never really, we'll never really challenge United and City or Europe's elite. So maybe, maybe he, there is a bit of disappointment in, in that. But we had it down on the running order. But Deli Ali was also really down about it as well. Yeah, so, um, uh, yeah. Deli Ali said mentioning um, that we can't keep falling short and that we should have killed the game off. I mean, if, if Pochettino was all chipper after it, then he deserved a smack. But yeah. you know, but he, of course he's going to be down. Um, are, you, are you affected by uh, the fans of other clubs saying about the bottling and all that kind of stuff? Uh, what, is it irritating or is it, is it anything more than that? For so long, we've been outside of the, the top table. We've never eaten at it. And then all of a sudden, now we're sitting at this top table with the rest of these kind of top four teams. So we, we're hanging out with the fucking aristocracy, all these people that have just had success yeah. ingrained into how they live, like Liverpool United. Or they've had it injected to the, into them, like City and Chelsea. And for so long, we tried to get there. And now we're there. This is kind of what happens when you sit with these fucking idiots. And that's part of the problem. I think another issue is the fact that Liverpool have choked in two cup finals under Klopp. Yeah. And Liverpool haven't done that much better than we have. They've gone a little bit further in the Champions League this season. They're but a point above us, aren't they? They're a point above us. Yeah. We can easily finish above them. But they don't seem to get the same kind of tag that we do. They sell their best players. And, you know, that does great on me Every, a little bit. Everybody ends up selling their best players. That's, that's yeah. just a rule. Everybody loses their best players. The only, the only team that are kind of seem, seemingly immune to it. And actually, I was about to say Barcelona, but they, they were forced to sell Neymar against their will. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it happens. It's just there's a narrative around Spurs. It's been played out. I've said narrative about 15 times. And it's point. really tiresome as well. And it's not even funny anymore. I don't Mignolet and the PFA chairman yeah, and the FA Cup tweets and everything like this. It's not funny. I, I, I do think, I don't want to say that conspiracy, but I do think that from the outside is that there was slight jealousy towards Spurs about the way that like been reasonably successful without having put all the money in. You know, getting some people say lucky a kid from your academy goes on to sort of score thirty goals a season. I do think, like I said about Kane when he did that, I do think there are people who just are willing for Tottenham to fail yeah. quite like quite early on as soon as they want to get on it straight away. Mm. If Liverpool go out of the semi-final or lose the final, there won't be anything about Klopp having to win anything. I, I, there won't be. No, uh, there how, won't be. How much has Klopp won in his career? 
A lot, but not nothing at Liverpool. No, I mean, he's, he's, won, he's won nothing at Liverpool. He won. Um, I think he won a league title maybe twice. I think he defended uh, it at Dortmund. Two. Yeah, and maybe a German Cup. That's it. I mean, granted, Pochettino hasn't won anything. Um, it's about now, isn't it? What I'm saying is that if Liverpool don't win anything this season, will Klopp get the same? Oh, he hasn't. He hasn't. No, like, they'll be won anything. No, the heroes. Heroes. So we we so need to uh, double our wage uh, budget to compete with Liverpool in terms of the amount of money they spend. Mm-hmm. If 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 we doubled our wage, to, so it's, it's up to something like two hundred million a year. Something like 128 at something at the moment. Arsenal are on 222. No, actually, uh, I don't know what they are, but it's, it's, um, we don't spend anywhere near the amount. And that to me says something. It does. Uh, I think, I know we've bought, built a, a massive new stadium, but if it doesn't mean anything other than the fact that the club make a much, it makes the club a much more saleable uh, a, a product. And it doesn't result in us being able to spend much more money on players and wages, then it's a complete waste of time, really. It's all well having a nice stadium. I spoke to a guy called, uh, I won't say his name actually, but he, he, um, he's a, a, uh, he works in football finance. And I asked him about the new stadium and, and, and the motives, perhaps, about why it was built. And I said, is, does, it, is it, does it make Tottenham more, a more attractive object to a potential buyer? And he said, yes, undoubtedly. And I asked him the question of whether or not it makes us too expensive. You know, we went from, if we spent a billion pounds on the stadium, more or less, yeah. that we will, and the squad's worth 500, 600 million, mm. and all the other aspects do it, if, it, it, it would cost 1.5 billion to Who buy a top. Who's going to buy us? Who's going to buy us? But he said, don't worry, there'll be people out there willing to buy something like that. Jesus. Um, so... Are the, what are the motives of, of if you leaving? had two if you had a, a fuckload of billions in the bank would you buy Tottenham? It seems like there's with the right anyone coming in. It, there's no point in them spending 1.5 billion to sustain what we've got. Yeah, they have to come in and, and be expressive in the same way that Man, Man City's owners have been, like building huge new training facilities. We've got that already. Yeah, we've got all this. So this, this is it. Spurs is a very attractive thing, but I don't know how they make more money than, than it's currently worth. How do you turn Tottenham Hotspur, if you, if you have to spend £1.5 billion to buy Spurs, yeah. which would result in, in huge, huge uh, profits for Levy, and bearing in mind that the, the, the stadium's been bought or paid for with loans and, mm-hmm. and we're going into huge debt by having that stadium, that would be cleared by any kind of takeover bid. Well, for, for, from Le- Levy's perspective, you know what? What? What do they do with it? Would have it with it from there? How, how do they? How do they make money? What's, so if they buy for one point five in ten years, is it worth two point five billion? Fuck knows. I don't know. But would you buy it? Would you become owner of Tottenham Hotspur? I'd be terrible because I'm a fan, and yeah. and, and that's that's the problem. Like, would you manage Spurs? If I had all of the credentials to manage Tottenham Hotspur. I'd be the worst person because I'm a fan. <laughs> There's a lot of Spurs fans on Twitter who think they could be manager of Tottenham. Oh, mate. How, did you, any of you go on Twitter after the game? I did and then just went straight off because, like, look, I've got strong opinions about f- f- football and I, I like to think they're, like, informed 
but like if I knew if I knew so much, I'd I'd be like working within it or have better things to say. And a lot of these people, I'm like a lot. Yeah, you, you've got you've got your right to your opinion. You paid your money, but you don't know what you're talking about. Well, that's it. I mean, I, did you see troops on? So I, I had one guy like saying, "Why haven't we moved? Why aren't we moving up to that next, next level?" Stoke spent all that money on Shakiri. They're trying to get to that next level. They're going. They're getting relegated. Yeah. What are you talking? And about? And they're going to lose a player for what, next to nothing. I, what are you talking about? Do you <laughs> know what I mean? I was just. This is. But it's just the problem is, is it's just anger spewing out yeah, yeah, without yeah, any yeah, thought yeah. about yeah, what yeah, they're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. But luckily, we're all angry. We're all upset. Yeah, yeah, but some of us are more. Measured. I went home and watched Paddington too. It was pretty fucking good. Good film. <laughs> good film, film man. So that's the shit. best reviewed film of all time. It's really good. Really? It, it, really got, good? it got the most really like, highest up. reviews of like any other. There you go. If you need cheering out. up after any kind of Tottenham result, put Paddington. on uh, Paddington two. Paddington one was alright. Paddington Paddington two is probably better. Yeah, yeah man. You've seen them both of you? Should be right. I've seen both. I had a takeaway and watched Paddington. What, what, what are you having a takeaway? Uh, Chinese? No, a Filipino. A Filipino? Ooh. What the fuck? What do you mean? It was kind of rice, coconutty stuff, stew. It was nice. Uh, good. Mm. Um, forgot what I was going to say. It doesn't matter. Uh, it is windy. Yeah. Windy, back to drop the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I've got your back. Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update. Looking at our young players and players out on loan. And today I'm going to feature Josh Onoma to try and pick us up a little bit after Saturday. Onoma got two assists for Villa in their 4-0 win against Ipswich and had a great game by all accounts. And let's read some of those accounts. So, the AVFC faithful on Twitter said... Grab and look to Ryu Handful today. Onuma brilliant. Two assists for him. Nick Hayes said, Cracking team performance. Thought Onuma and Grabin linked up really well. Hashtag AVFC. Dan Morgan said, Can't say I've been a massive fan of Onuma, but two assists today is impressive. His past few performances have been impressive. Big D, whose at is hot underscore diggity underscore D, which is superb, said, Onuma was top draw today, two games in a row. When he fancies it, he's a proper menace. Playing himself into the squad at a crucial time. Fair play, lad. Thumbs up. Hashtag AVFC. And finally, AVFC Everything said, Onuma, my man of the match, won the ball countless times today. Provided quality and quick thinking passes too. Hashtag AVFC. Hashtag THFC. So there you go. You've had your fill of voices. I'm going back to moping around and thinking about what might be next season. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On Your Spurs. Second half of the Fighting Good Podcast. Thank you very much, Windy, once again, doing Brummy accents. <laughs> um, I just uh, mentioned, I forgot to say in, in the first half, about people like screaming stuff and not knowing what they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but Troops from Arsenal Fan TV was on Soccer AM the other day, God. and he took. A, oh, I saw that. He took. A, he, they did this thing like a, they they bounce a ball off of a net so that they have to volley it into the goal, <laughs> and it hit his knee <laughs> and then his foot. <laughs> and you're like, I, there's one thing like you can. He's so shit. <laughs> he's so shit at football. But he's so opinionated. Like football fans, by and large, we don't we don't know much. Like we talk about all stuff on. Odd here, and we we kind of express our opinion because what else are we going to do? But 
We have no idea what it takes to manage a football club. Yeah, but that is also a little bit like a Tim Sherwood thing to say, that because you haven't played the game, you can't talk about the game. No, I don't think... Like, it's not talking about the game. I have a problem with people who so believe what they're saying. Like, I'll express an opinion, but I'm quite well aware that like, I don't work in football and that it could probably be countered by someone who really, really doesn't know what they're talking about. Mm. But I still believe my opinion's quite yeah. informed, but like, there are people who... who who literally do not know what they're talking about, and like <laughs> they, they don't. I mean, and yeah. <laughs> but no, he's a fucking was, idiot anyway. It was a wonderful attempted volley. If, if anyone wants to go and find it, yeah, it's funny as fuck. Uh, new contract for Lamella. Uh, you happy about that? It, uh, well, it's saying new contracts. We've extended. It. We had the option on his contracts to extend it for another year, so it's not a new contract. It's, I mean, I don't think um, it's not going to change our lives. You know, no, he's, but you wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to go into the last season of his. I, I like Lamella. I'm, I'm one year extension, yeah, whatever. But I quite like him. I think he's, he's come back yeah. quite well. He seems fully coised as well. His son was wearing like a Tottenham kit. He was at the stadium and that mm. kind of stuff. But um, I think we'll probably sell him in the summer. We'll sign a contract. It adds really? a little bit of value. It definitely adds value. Do you think he's going to be sold in the summer? I'd quite happily sell him for thirty million. Um, just get, get the money back. Get if the money if back. we do sign those five players that have been mooted in the uh, independent, and there's no, there's nothing in in, in that probably, but. Uh, what what players out of our squad do you think will be sold to balance any cost that we? Uh, Lamella, Sissoko, Lorente, and Dembele, and Toby, Toby, and then probably a fullback will go as well. But the thing is, is that those, those all of those players will bring in close to two hundred million, I think. Mm-hmm. So if we're only spending one hundred and twenty. We are not doing the right thing no. at all. Just, just fucking spend five hundred million. Let's just go for it. Like, if, if two hundred million is coming in, like if, like if we add that up, so say say we sold out of Verald, it's 60, 60 I, 70 million. I, I don't know. I don't think you'll get that much for Toby. I think 40. 30, 30, 40. Really? Okay. All right. Well, maybe my two hundred million less has <laughs> gone out the window here. But forty million. Let's 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 meet in the middle. Okay. Sissoko. Ten. <laughs> Ten mil. I reckon Sissoko's ten. Stay. I right. think stay. No, no. Let's add him to the shopping list. Ten mil. Let's ten, ten, ten mil. Um, and if Rose what the, twenty, Rose twenty. What's that? Eighty. Lorente five. Five. Eighty five. Lamella twenty. Twenty. 25. You said thirty. Let's say thirty. Okay, 30. <laughs> so, so that is about hundred. That's hundred fifteen, I think. But Plus a fullback. I oh, know we've always sold Sons. Rose. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Dembele, Dembele. will go three, I guess. No, got, no, not three. He's got another year, so that'd be another thirty. Ten no, million. no, but yeah, ten, ten, ten million. China, dodgy hit. Swiss China will get a lot more. All right. Look, ultimately, I'd like to say, realistically, then rather than two hundred million, one hundred and twenty, okay, one hundred and thirty. But basically, but we need to exactly. spend one hundred and ten of what we already have plus whatever we sell. So yeah. that is about two hundred million. If we have that, if that money's if that's there. True, but yeah. can you see? And uh, the transfer window closes before the start of the season this mm. year, so it's going to be. It's, it's got to be done, especially because, because, of the World Cup. because of the World Cup. Yeah, there's no time really. Do you see if um, if if? Wait, I, I reckon we should just whoever has an amazing World Cup. Just sign him. Like, even if it's yeah. like an El Hajjouf <laughs> or like a, a Scalacci, somebody like that. Scalacci. Dimitrescu, just buy him. If, Whoever if, it is, fuck it. If, if somehow Arsenal finish seventh, if they do somehow do it, yeah. um, they will start their qualifying phase for the Europa League 11 days after the end of the World Cup. Oh, that's great. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, does it mean anything this season finished above Arsenal it doesn't feel like anything really. I mean it's nice no, but it's, it's not it's nice but it's, I don't get too sort of, I don't want to be one of those fans who's just obsessed with it but yeah it's nice it's funny look I mean Burnley I think Burnley looked well set to finish above them for me it's um, really important at least 
we've still got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, so now it. this will be two seasons. And then, you know, he's just one, two. That's two in a row now. Do you think uh, Wenger's uh, res- resignation or uh, mutual, whatever the fuck it is, the, the reason why he's going, um, how, how do you think do you think that, that will affect him? Well, it, it's weird because I've spent all my life, nearly all my life, well, large, large portion of my life waiting for this day. Yeah. And now yeah. it's come, I'm like, oh, fuck, stay a little bit longer, you know? Yeah, because he stayed long enough to ruin his legacy somewhat. But I mentioned you, you, you and Ricky went years and years ago. You sat down, I remember the story you told us where you and Rick were just there saying, he'll leave one day yeah, and yeah. it'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, so that this is when me and Rick used to come around my house when, when he lived in Crouch and I did, we're talking, fuck, it's got to be... It's got to be 10, 15 years. No, not that long, maybe eight or nine years, well, yeah, well, ten, yeah. 10 years. So um, we just uh, smoke weed and talk about Spurs and, <laughs> and, and Arsenal and, and, and we said one day he'll leave and this, this will all change. Not expecting him to go down the pan somewhat that he has. What this does to Arsenal, though, is it makes them a normal football club. What the, their level of expectation has been risen by Wenger's actions, and I know he hasn't. He has done fucking well. He's won three FA Cups. That's fucking great. And do you know there's this weird stat now that I'm going to quote this, but I'm pretty sure it's right that when Wenger goes, Pochettino will be the longest-serving Premier League manager. I mean, serving Dyche, in the in the yeah. Premier League. Dyche has been in and out of the Premier League, but he would be the longest manager that's done the. That's un, that's unthinkable, crazy, man. man. Well, it just shows that you is crazy. Yeah. How, fucking hell! How unpredictable it is now. And then, uh, and I know Arsenal fans are kind of they're enjoying it because it's change. Uh, and I asked one one of my mates who's an Arsenal fan. He, he he tweeted me after, text me after, and I said, "You've become like a normal football club now." And you, you know, the linked name at that time was Brendan Rodgers. And he said, "Yeah, I'll take him because they're so desperate for anything else." Other than yeah, Vega. yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, there's no. The thing is, is that the way there was for so much of Wenger's reign, eighty, well, no, twenty years, wasn't it? Twenty years on the bounce, he qualified. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, twenty. Yeah, twenty that he qualified for the Champions League. Yeah, that was almost guaranteed with Wenger at the helm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now there's no guarantee. Each season, you saw with Chelsea when they finished tenth. Yeah. You know, the, anything can happen now, and I just, it's, I'm, I'm interested to see what will happen there. You don't think they'll get Allegri? No, I don't think Allegri's too elite for them now. All right, fingers crossed. Um, Dean Warman on Facebook, he says, following the snide cheap abuse by the FA official cup Twitter feed, should Harry tell England where to poke it when a Southgate comes calling? No, and he won't. Of course he won't. I mean, that'd be weird, wouldn't it? It would be quite nice if he did, but... Um, but Kane... no, could you imagine, imagine the ridicule that'll come out? Oh, he's so good, so upset. But um, no, Kane wants his numbers. He wants his goals, and he, you know, he won't turn. What do you think about a tweet? Ill-advised, a bit stupid. It's meant to be a neutral account, so I don't get why. Unless they sold it for numbers, they did a shitload of numbers. So if anyone doesn't know, um, they tweeted a uh, was it something about who's been? It was like an interview with Chris Smalling, and they must have cut it out, and they must have asked him a question. And the but answer who's... he gave was Harry Kane. Yeah. And then they said. What has Chris Smalling got what, in his pocket? What, is, what have you had in your pocket, Chris? Something yeah. like that. So it's, it's like some shitty ba- football banter account uh, that, that, that so Paddy Power had uh, them. Yeah. Yeah, I sort of. I. Well, when, even that when good, these, Paddy Power's yeah, quite good. Pa- Paddy Power are decent. When they, like, whenever these sort of try and engage in banter, I always think it's a bit desperate and it falls short a bit and it's always quite cringy. Yeah. Um, I mean, the end of the day is just a joke. Well, the thing is, is that you. Look. It was just a throwaway thing. It's not important. It shouldn't affect Harry Kane or Chris Morden. Just coincident. Uh, well, you know, rather poignantly, 
Um, Manchester United and Tottenham were and United apparently weren't no, the and, and from an FA official account it was like it was just, odd again you're just trying <laughs> like, you're trying to be you're trying to be one of the last yeah. stop it it's not your role yeah yeah yeah, yeah. your role isn't to produce stuff that winds people up to get followers yeah, yeah. Which is, oldest football organisation in the world what yeah. the fuck yeah, are you yeah, doing yeah. man and, and that's not to say you shouldn't become more modern but make fucking great content not just fucking yeah. weird tweets but <laughs> you can imagine like there's a they've got like this young in, uh, young kind of social media guy who's got a huge track record probably worked for Paddy Power so well this is gonna blow hashtag yeah, numbers yeah, 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 yeah. that's yeah. sort of it's stupid yeah it does, it, it, honestly it doesn't bother me at all but it's just a very fucking odd thing and it does, you know, given the fact that going into the World Cup, you want your players to be on board. Like, Harry Kane is, is representing the Football Association. Well, it's not unusual for, for the English press and media to try and destabilise the national team. It's gone on forever. But it's unusual for the FA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, but ultimately, it won't, won't impact anything at all. It's just a fucking weird thing. Uh, Wayne McLaren... Oh, no, we've answered his question. Sorry, Wayne, but we kind of answered it. It's about Potch's hands being tied with the amount of money. Could he win the league with, with 100 million budget he'll get? Actually, could he? Could no, he? not 100 million. No. no. 200 million, maybe. 200, maybe. Maybe. Uh, L underscore Sydney 451. He says, so your mate literally shits... <laughs> I remember reading it. So your mate literally shits himself walking to the stadium. He's managed to mostly clean himself up. Oh, my God. He wants to go home. Do you talk him, to, talk him into going despite the smell? Did we do the right thing? I'm presuming they talked him into going. Into going. No, that's, send that's, him home. Yeah. I'd have sent him home, send but him I suppose home. they might have been worried about sending him home on his own. So, like, the only reason they could keep an eye on him is if he came in. I think that the the, 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 the sound of the question is that they they convinced him to say in case. Oh, uh, they can. Yeah, no, they send him home. They send him home. He thinks of shit. He shit himself. What the fuck? What grown <laughs> adult shit himself? <laughs> well, it could have been like he might have been Ill. on a fucking two day bender. Yeah, it, yeah. He could have been like ill. Really. Yeah, if you're <laughs> ill, go home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take care of yourself. It's the a lo- semi-final. I know. I mean, I understand that. Like, you admire the commitment and I admire his mates like, trying to prioritise what's important. But if shit. you're next to someone's stinking as shit. And it was hot as well. And oh, oh, the Spurs God. fans were in the sun as well. He would have been festering Fester. away. <laughs> Just caked in his own feces. I mean, I, I've, in my adult life, I've never shit myself. <laughs> Nor have I, I. I can't think of anything worse. Oh, yeah, me neither. <laughs> as a kid, did you shit yourself? <laughs> yeah, a few times. <laughs> Same as me. Because you always thought you could make it to the loo. Yeah. And you couldn't. And I also learned as a kid that if you're in the bushes, if you're out in the forest or something, and you need to shit... What do you mean if you're in the bushes, out in, in the, the forest? forest? Well, I was in Italy, and I was out in the forest at one of these picnics. You know, I was a young kid. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember going for a shit... And my mum told me these words. She was like, take your pants off when you have a shit. And I was just like, but that's kind of weird. So I didn't take my pants off and I had a shit and I shat straight into my pants. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember going, oh, no. <laughs> like one of life's lessons. There you go. Always take your pants mom off. Mum does know best. She knows. I admire your, I admire your, uh, your, your dedication and, and, and ensuring that your, your mate could witness what could have been an incredible result, but... If you wanted to go home, you'd understand it. And uh, if it was one of my mates, I was like, I don't know. If it was the a... final, maybe I'd make him go in. Would that change anything if it was the final? Maybe, yeah. I mean, I, how did you. If he smells of shit, he's got it all over his clothing. Imagine how uncomfortable you'd have been. I mean, and he, oh, fucking hell. Like, imagine you're standing there going, like, everyone can smell me. And we should get this guy on the pod who that happened to. I want to see a picture. How did, how did I, he I get into that I state? I do not want to see a picture. Uh, Keith Wickle. 
on Facebook. He says, what's the best thing in your life right now? What is straight up bringing a smile to your face? Is it mushrooms, VR porn, a girl, a band, a book, a TV show? What's, what's good in your life at the moment? Um, I went out and had a really long run in the sun on Sunday, and it was nice. And I completely forgot about it. Then I got home and it came back, but I really forgot. How, about how long? Um, 22 kilometres. I did a half marathon. Just, just for fun. <laughs> it was quite nice. I forgot. I didn't think about Spurs once. And when you run, you don't have any e- earphones, indeed. No, just focus on your breathing, <laughs> innit? You've got to be so aware. boring. It's not boring at all. It's got to be. Yeah, I, I struggle to get through 4K going, oh, this is shit. You're in nature. You're in nature. <laughs> what, what, what's going on in your life? What are you happy about? It's always Tottenham. No, no, uh, my girlfriend puts a smile on my face even when we lose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got to say my missus as well. Yeah. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. my wife won't Your listen wife. to this, but yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I guess what the question's about is what, what's more important than Tottenham? There are lots, lots of things more important than Tottenham, and there's so much good in your life that. Don't need to get too upset about Tottenham. Yeah, and look, ultimately... we're still, like, we're still a good team. We're yeah, still, yeah. like, the best team we've been in the last 20 years. Like, yeah. fuck's sake. We're the best team in London. Yeah, we just shit ourselves. Like, like El, <laughs> yeah. El, El Sydney's, Sydney's mate. mate. Yeah, we just yeah. had a bad day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, look, ultimately, just as hard as it is, and I know football is really important to, to, to everybody. It's all important, important to us around the table. But, you know, we are a, a quality football team. Yeah. Our level of expectation has gone up because of Pochettino, because of what he's done with his players, because of what Deli Alli can do and the goals that Harry Kane can score and how good Son's been this season overall. Because we've competed, despite not having the best defender in the league available to us for whatever reason, you know, having two full-backs that have the right determination and attitude but aren't probably at the level that we need. We All of that is... It's stuff that you should hold on to. And I know it was really, really disappointing, but we're still brilliant. We're still yeah. an excellent yeah, football yeah, club. Yeah. And football is, an, is a momentary part of all of our lives. I'm not saying it ain't important. Focus on, on the good stuff. When, like, if you're being philosophical about it, focus on the great stuff in your life and just think that Tottenham will rebound and fe- fix everything. I'd like to just quickly... Arsene Wenger said, I saw the things like football is more about winning or losing... And for me, it is like we lost them, but I feel so much more about this club than I've, you know, done. And it's not just because we're good, just because of what what the man has done and everything. So, like it, for me, it is like I'm glad when we lose, but like there is more to it. I'm still really proud to be a Spurs fan at this moment. And the thing at Wembley this season at Wembley, it's been a, a little bit diluted. But on the weekend, it was everybody in that upper tier. Anyway, where I was, it was the atmosphere was great. It was like old school Spurs mm. after a year at Wembley where the concourse is a little bit quiet a little yeah, bit yeah, empty yeah, yeah. on on Saturday the upper tier I don't know about lower upper tier it was it was bouncing, bouncing it yeah. was atmosphere it was really nice there's so much good stuff about Spurs and what have we got what have we got to look forward to what have we got to look forward to like well, there's a lot of good stuff we've got a brand new stadium you know the pricing aside we're still going to a new stadium we're going back to Tottenham going back to Tottenham and like I mean this is the thing Prospective players looking at Spurs wouldn't have cared if we win or lose an FA Cup final. They will care about being in the Champions League or not. And I think, yeah. like, I still think we're gonna like we're gonna we're gonna be in the top four. And that's yeah. Poch said winning the FA Cup wouldn't change our lives. And as a fan, it's really hard to hear that because FA Cups is what we grew up on and what we the reality love. though reality is Champions League will 
is more of a factor for the players that we got yeah. and the players that we're going to sign. Mm. So I can see what Pochettino means by that, even though it's really disappointing that we didn't win and we're not going to win the FA Cup. And the thing is, is that Champions League qualification is so important because £60 million coming into the club that we got this year, I think it was. Well, it's total. not just that. It's not money aside. It's players want to be want to be it's at the a elite, it's, the elite, team. it's elite competition. Look, I, I want us to win the trophy, and I probably would accept winning a trophy over the top four every so often. But from, as I said before, new stadium, we had to be in the Champions League, and I think it's a long course. Mm. Yeah, me too. Uh, a, a good win against Watford would go some way yeah. to, to making us all feel a little bit better. Just a nice walloping would be it, great. Yeah, lovely kind of four 0 Six one. Four nil. Six one. Yeah, like Harry Kane. Kane, Kane, Kane getting five. <laughs> five because uh, it looks like that's out of sight for Harry Kane as well because mm. Salah scored again the knee against West Brom. He'll get rested on the weekend, Salah. Yeah, mm. Kane can do it. Did it last year? He can do it again. He scored seven goals in two games. Eight, eight goals in three. Was it right? Eight, eight goals, goals in three. In three. There you go. Eight, eight motherfucker. Eight. <laughs> uh, Moody Tosser said, uh, "Would you rather poo through your nose or come out your mouth?" It's, uh, it's You're a fucking sick individual, mate. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I mean, but by come out of your mouth when you orgasm, you kind of like cough and you go, oh, yeah. yeah. So you're having sex and then all of a sudden, and in my head when when he's talking about that, I was thinking of like a like a water hose amount of cum flying like out of the throat. Like, yeah, it's like no, it's, it's just like you're a little, like you're, you're, like you're having a gob, isn't it? It's like yeah. You're talking about a small amount of fluid, really. Yeah. Oh, what was the other one? What, poo through your nose. Or poo through your nose. That's just, infinitely... That would make me throw up. It's infinitely worse, pooing through your nose. Remember when Alex said that he could fill a, coke, a can of Coke... In a month. Own, in, a, in a month of his own jizz. It's impossible. impossible. You know, I, I actually looked it up, like, medically. It's <laughs> you can't produce that amount of but semen. But he was so certain he could. I don't know. How... It's yeah, like 330 mil. Milliliters. And you don't produce that. You can't produce that amount, apparently, in... Your body can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter how much you wank, you cannot produce that yeah. amount of jizz. So, um, you know, I like, like Alex's ambition, but just not impossible. You, um, but this coming at you, I, I've got the science behind it. Is it going to be like a, a cough, or is it you going to be like... If it's a, a cough, it's fine. If it's a hose, then if, it's... Or if it's going to be like... Like, yeah, yeah it's like one a, of them ones. It's like, just, just flies it's out, spit. out. It's like, uh, imagine being sick, but a tiny amount. That's what I'd have thought. Still and you know, and, and like cum in the mouth isn't like an abnormal thing. There's plenty of people around the world who get jizzed in their mouth all the time. Yeah. So like, it's not like you're not used to it. No one shits through their nose. No. Guaranteed. <laughs> so you find me a person who shits through their nose and I'll give you £100. That's just disgusting. It's not nice at all. Could you imagine just shit piling out your nose? It's fucking... It's bad enough when you've got cold and you've got yeah. snot coming out. No, no problem. You know, as a man who's had semen in his mouth a few times, it's not... <laughs> By accident... No, no, on purpose. <laughs> okay. uh, this does happen on It's back, not a big deal, yeah. all right? Uh, that's it for the Fighting God podcast. Thank you very much, Ted and Bardi. I uh, hope it hasn't been too miserable. It's, you know, we, we try on the Fighting Cock to remain as positive as possible, but sometimes it's tough, and everybody felt the pain of that result. Yeah. And, you know, we march on, we get better, and genuinely a good result against Watford, which I do anticipate that we're going to get. Um, will make everybody feel a little bit better because that's what football's about. The last, you're, you're only as good or you're only as positive as the last result. Yeah. And 
free home home free decent free. home tyres. Yeah. You've got Leicester, Watford, and Newcastle. Newcastle all safe. at home. We've got nothing to play for. Nothing to play for, and then West Brom away. They're probably going to be down by the time we play them. So fifth of May, I think that is. So um, you know, it's all good. It's going to be fine. It's not all good. It's fucked, but. It's fucked, but like next like, next season, there's so much more to be positive about than like most other seasons we, I've ever experienced us going into, really. And losing is such a massive part of football, and it shapes who you are. It the fight, it, it, it makes you more, um, you know, resilient. And Arsenal being retired, having lost his last North London derby, mm. we smashed Liverpool four-one. We beat Real Madrid. There's, there's plenty of good things this season. Yeah, and we'll come again as long as Pochettino's at the helm. Yeah. We will come again next season. We we'll beat have Chelsea away for fuck's sake. Yeah, three one. Like, you think how great a result that is? We haven't done it in twenty eight years. We did that this year. We drew at Anfield. It's like we, we should have lost that. We game. beat. We oh, should have won we, that game. We beat, <laughs> we beat Liverpool four one at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I beat against Liverpool. We, we beat. We beat. We beat Borussia Dortmund three one. We beat. We and beat that was Real- under the curse as well. We were cursed then. Yeah, yeah that was that under the curse. curse. We yeah. beat Real Madrid. 3-1 at, at Wembley. And that was a consolation goal they scored. We beat... We, we outplayed Real Madrid in Madrid. 2-0 down to Juventus, away from home. We were 2-0. After after 10 and, and we came back. We showed the heart and passion to come back at that. We, we have played excellently this season. Harry Kane scored a perfect hat-trick against that Greek team, the Cypriot team. Left foot, right Applewell. foot. Applewell. Was it yeah. Applewell? Yeah, it was Applewell. You know, we, we, we have moved forward. We have had difficulties to contend with... But Tottenham Hotspur are a quality quality outfit, and you know, look at other clubs. Like, you look, look at Stoke and West Brom and Southampton. What, what they what they're going through? Mm. That's real hardship. All right, we lost the game against Southampton, uh, uh, Man United, in 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 in, uh, in the semi final of the FA Cup. We were narrowly defeated. It's not the end of the world. We are still a quality football club with amazing memories to look back on this year, despite having Wembley to play in. We're all right. Boys, we're all right. We're okay. Yeah. Come on, you spurs. Come on, you spurs. Of course. Network. Sports Social Podcast 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 Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. 
Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.